if the podcast has a thousand listeners, mm-hmm. that is your unique opportunity to speak directly to those people. And I tell mm-hmm. people to think about it like this. What would it be worth to you to gather a thousand people in a room, especially if it's a highly targeted mm-hmm. audience, into a room and establish your expertise for 30 minutes now? I love that. A lot of people might pay 10 grand for something like that. Yeah. That, that's that's where you are. Mm-hmm. And, and so respect that. Mm-hmm. Don't show up unprepared. Welcome to the Podcast Ally Podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah Glova, keynote speaker and workshop facilitator. And I'm on a mission to find out how to be the best podcast guest. So I'm talking with hosts, people who have been guests on hundreds of podcasts and podcast network executives so I can learn the good and bad what works, what doesn't, how I can build my brand through podcast guesting. And so today I have Robert Ingalls, the founder and CEO of Law Pods. I love the shirt, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Always branding. Full service podcast production agency that works specifically with lawyers. I know all your clients aren't lawyers, but y'all market to lawyers. That's I our can't niche. wait to hear more. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super yeah. excited to be here. Um, I've heard this is the first episode since uh, new ownership has come on board. So I am ecstatic to be the first person in the chair. That's yeah, exciting. VIP status. Woo. So our first question on the first, all the firsts, our first question that we're going to be asking all of our podcast guests is, can you share your worst podcast experience? Yeah, it's pretty vivid in my mind. And in hindsight, it's almost kind of silly, like in, inconsequential. But at the time, it really hurt my feelings. Mm. I had started a podcast in my law firm called the Future Self Podcast. You can still find it. We haven't published in six years, but it's coming back this year. Woo! And I had started in my law firm, and then I was doing kind of community stuff with it too and just trying to build my own brand. I had no idea what that meant or what I was doing, but I was just getting people in the community. And I had gotten this guy who was kind of a not local celebrity, but everybody knew him. Mm. He'd started this really cool uh, chain of stores in Charlotte called uh, Common Market. And he's just a really cool guy. He had a really cool story. And he came into the studio and we did this awesome interview. It probably went 90 minutes. It was mm. amazing. Like he's so funny. And I'm listening back to it and it's clipping bad. Oh no. I mean the whole thing. And I'd use the mixer I wasn't familiar with. This is back in the day when we didn't have the roadcaster and things like that. So I'd learned to use a mixer and it was a different mixer. It was a much bigger one than I was accustomed to. And I had his channel, I had him set way too high. Oh no. And I was nervous already because I'm talking to this guy and I didn't know what to do with it. I sent it to this audio engineer and he tried to work on it and he was excited about his results. They were terrible. Oh, no. Nothing against him. Yeah. Like you can't take garbage and, and turn he it. He made it better, but it was a better version of the garbage. It was so yeah. bad. Like oh, you couldn't so, understand it. I can it. feel this on like a, a soul level. Oh, I was yeah. devastated oh. by it. And it, it was just this really upsetting moment. Uh, but in hindsight, it's like, eh. No, why you started this story saying it was inconsequential, and I feel like I'm gonna have a nightmare about it tonight. Like this is a podcast nightmare, but now you're saying it's so. What now that you're looking back on it, like what's changed between when that happened and now that makes you think like oh, it's kind of inconsequential? Well, you just keep moving. You just keep moving, and yeah. you know, it's it's a mindset thing too, which at the time I was still learning. Mm-hmm. 
because my a big part of my I mean the main part of my podcasting journey from lawyer to podcaster started with a mindset shift mm-hmm. of looking at the world differently, and that is not something that happens overnight. It's it's a process that continues for as far as I can tell forever, and you just take the next step. You know, yeah. we, I, we watch a lot of Frozen in my house. You do the next right thing. The next right thing. That's from yeah. Frozen too, y'all. And, <laughs> and so since then, it's just step after step after step. You don't, yeah. even when you make a mistake, you just go, okay, what can I learn from that? Uh, if I can fix it, I'll fix it. And then move forward with that knowledge. Yes. I love. So we're in the data revolution, right? Like yeah. we're in the data age. So my favorite thing to say is there's no good, bad, there's no success, fail. It's all just data. Yeah. It's all just data. So you collected some data about that and you moved on, you kept going. I love it. Well, I think it's really inspiring to hear that somebody who literally runs a business producing amazing podcasts one time had a mixer mess up and had some garbage audio, which I'll use your term. I haven't heard the audio. It might not be as bad. Oh, it was so bad. bad. Okay. Honestly, I haven't listened to it in years. I should really go back. I should publish it. One of my favorite mentors. I really should just publish it on the feed. Is this guy, Stan Phelps, he's amazing. And he shared with me something a mentor told him once, which is if you don't look back at your first product, your first attempt with a little bit of embarrassment, you probably waited too long. Oh, yeah. When I I think about that a lot. Like every two years, I want to be... I want to look back and be like, oh, that's not great. Yeah. Because if I'm not, learning. I'm not going fast enough. Taking that next right step, just like Anna. <laughs> We're going to call back to that. All right. So coming back to our, our topic for today, since you manage so many amazing podcasts, I imagine that you've seen what outreach looks like for folks who want to be guests mm-hmm. on podcasts. Yeah. You've seen, <laughs> you said, have I? So for for me and for our listeners, I want to talk to you a bit, a bit about how do we reach out to somebody when we want to be a guest? So with being an agency owner in your position, do you get do you get pitched a lot? What does that look like? Yeah, a yeah, lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. And I sometimes I'll email them back and just with curiosity mm-hmm. of where did you find this address? How did you, what made you think this was the message that was going to work? Like, I don't know, it depends on my mood. Um, but sometimes I am interested because I'll get emails when my email as far as I can tell, isn't publicly related mm. to the show. So you do want to know, like, where did you, yeah, like, you hey, find me? Yeah, well, <laughs> And I'm a marketer in my heart. And yeah. I want to know, like, hey, what are you up to? How'd you find that? I'd like to know yeah. more about that. Okay, so you respond with curiosity. And who are you responding to? Is this people who are reaching out, PR agencies? Like, who usually finds you? It's a mix. A mix it's okay. people, it's PR, a lot of PR agencies. And I, I was excited to come have this conversation because I have worked with a number of pitching agencies and I've received a lot of pitches and they are almost all terrible. Oh no. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, they just, it's spray and pray. Mm. It's let me just, oh, let's break shoot that phrase down. Out. So yeah, they, when you see them, they are going for quantity over yeah. quality. We have the most amazing guests in the world mm. and here is everything they've ever done in their life. Yeah. And this is why they would be so great. They can talk about all these things. Ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, why does that matter to me? And do they, they don't know you from Adam, as we say here yeah, in the like South. Yeah, why is that a good personal They haven't, show? they maybe aren't talking about your specific podcast or you specifically. This is right. stuff that you can tell they're sending to everyone. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then what do the good ones look like? Here's the value I will bring to your listener. I know who you are because that's number one for me. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a guest, it needs to be value for the listener. Mm. Value for you is great, but what are you going to do for me? Now, if I recognize your name when the email comes in, that probably solves the problem that right probably there. Helps, yeah. Right. 
I know who you are. That value is established already, but frequently that's not the case. And if you just come in with, I'm the greatest person in the world, I can tell you mm -hmm. showed up to pitch yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's not, most people are not trying to have a show where you pitch yourself because podcast listeners are not there to be advertised to. Mm. They will suffer advertisement for good value. For, right. But they will not show up just to be advertised to. Right. And if you just show up trying to sell them something right away without uh, giving any value. Mm. And yeah. podcast hosts know that. And you're going to have trouble getting on shows with serious podcast hosts, with, so, with established listenerships. Something you said that's really sticking out to me is because I think when I apply to be on a podcast, I try to put myself in the host's shoes and think about what they want. But what you said is think about what they want for their listeners, which is taking it a bit further. So not just what would this podcast host be interested in, what would their show be interested in, but like what do they want their listeners to get a chance to hear? So right. really focusing on that listener experience. Well, and and I go, I almost go immediately there because I understand generally what the podcast host is trying to do. Mm -hmm. Most podcast hosts are trying to create some kind of value for their listener. Now they want to return on that value and they're doing it for a reason. And frequently I'll try to figure out what's that reason? Mm -hmm. What is that podcast host doing? Because some podcast hosts, a big part of their show isn't so much listenership as it is networking. They've created mm -hmm. a show, but it's really just a vehicle to sit down and have a conversation. With people they think are interesting, who they want to be connected with. Right. Yeah. And, and the listener is more of an afterthought. That's very different. Mm. And that might be an easier show to pitch yourself to get on. And so thinking through why does the show exist to the best you can. You can't always tell from the outside. Yeah. But why does it exist? What is a win for the host? What is a win for the host? Right. I love it. What's a win for them? How can I do something for them that is going to elevate them, that they're going to feel like that was good? I wanted that. Yeah. And what is a win for the listener? If the podcast has a thousand listeners, mm -hmm. that is your unique opportunity to speak directly to those people. And I tell mm -hmm. people to think about it like this. What would it be worth to you to gather a thousand people in a room, especially if it's a highly targeted mm. audience, into a room and establish your expertise for 30 minutes an hour? I love that. A lot of people might pay 10 grand for something like that. Yeah. And... That that's that's where you are, mm -hmm. and and so respect that. Mm -hmm. Don't show up unprepared. Figure out what you're going to be talking about. Have an understanding. Make sure that when you pitch somebody, you actually can deliver the goods to. Mm. So the way you just shared that, it gave me a visual. I'm picturing a room with a thousand people, two hundred fifty people even, yeah. and I'm thinking, okay, so there's a podcast host who's kind of at the door, and if I want to get in, what would I say to the podcast host? I would not walk up and be like, here's all the great things about me to try to get into that room. Yeah. I would say like, I, I think I can bring a lot of value to the folks that you have in there. I know you worked really hard to bring them. So if you let me in, I'll tell them some stuff that they'll think it's really interesting. They'll want to keep coming back to the yeah. room that you've created. That I think that visual is really powerful because when we're applying to a podcast, maybe the visual we have is like their thumbnail, right? Their their right. podcast graphic. And that's it's not that. It's this room full of people that you could connect with. And so to get in, it's thinking through helping the podcast host to think through what you could bring to those listeners. Yes. I understand who you are. I understand your show. I understand your listeners. Here's why I'm uniquely qualified to deliver value to them. Yeah. And and even past that, here is how I am uniquely qualified to deliver value to them, even if they never speak to me again. Mm. That's where I start. Mm -hmm. 
if they never call me, if they never do business with me, they're better because they spent 30 minutes with me. Wow. And yeah. if you go in with that attitude where you're really genuinely trying to help somebody mm -hmm. and to deliver value, only good things can come from that. That's a great mindset. So, okay, we have that mindset and we're going to go look for some shows that we want to uh, apply to be on or ask to be on. And we're going to bring that mindset with us. How, how do you recommend folks go about finding some shows that they might try to reach out to? I mean, uh, that is the trouble. Yeah. It is, it's <laughs> in my experience, it's legwork. It really can be to, to craft a, a pitch to somebody that goes through the steps that we just went through. Mm -hmm. It can take time. Yeah. And yeah. the way I've done it, in, especially in the beginning before I was using any agencies, is I would go through, I'd search for keywords, and then I'd listen to episodes. I'd mm -hmm. scan through a lot, and I'd see, do I recognize anybody? Do I have mm -hmm. a contact in this guest list? Because contact will Sweet. really help you get a warm intro. Mm -hmm. And if I have a contact in there, I'll listen to that contacts episode. I'll listen, and then I'll almost always try to listen to a recent episode. Mm -hmm. And even if I don't use it in my pitch... I'll use it in the interview. I'll be like, I'll say, for instance, when you were talking to John Hamm mm -hmm. about how handsome he is, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. and, and I mean, just, you can see the podcast host just go, oh, yeah. oh, this guy. Such a great trick. I love yeah, that. And yeah. it just, but you did listen and you, yeah. you did like it. And, but it's, it's a way to just establish that you're not just here. Gimme, 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 gimme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you used the word respect earlier. And the idea of kind of respecting that room and, and why the listeners were there. And I think this, it's a bit of a show of respect. Like, hey, I listened to some of your past episodes. Really enjoyed that joke that you shared about XYZ. Yeah. And just the rapport that that establishes immediately. Wow. So you might not use it in your pitch, but good to go listen to some of the episodes. And then do you have a favorite way to be contacted? Do you prefer like email or contact form or LinkedIn message or? It's tough. Um, probably LinkedIn because I yeah. get so much email. And yeah. It's a lot of times I just, I'll see an email and I won't even, I'll think, oh, I need to do something with that. Mm. And it disappears. Yeah. And I'll never see it again. And so I do appreciate follow-up mm. uh, with a big caveat. I was going to say, how much, how much follow-up do you, when do you appreciate follow-up and what's the line of appreciating follow-up? What's too much follow-up? I mean, I think three or so in a short period of time is mm -hmm. more than enough. Mm -hmm. And then- you know, a couple months later, a few months mm -hmm. later, whatever. Yeah. Knock on the door again. Uh, but it's it's hard to say mm -hmm. because for me, it's annoying, annoying, annoying. Oh, that's that's something I, I'd want. You don't need it till you need it. Yeah. And most of the messages I get are nonsense. Every once in a while, I get something that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to discourage people from trying. Mm -hmm to do that. As somebody who really enjoys sales and marketing, I see it as my duty to spread my message mm -hmm. because I cannot help you. And I think I'm, I think I can mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a very big way. And it's my job to let you know that I exist. You can't help somebody if they don't know you exist, if yeah. they haven't heard your message. And so thinking about the message that you want to share, it's really important to you to be out there and, and sharing it. Right. And you can't do that if you're not you know, getting onto some of these podcasts or talking with some of these people. And so because you believe in that mission, you feel confident that some follow-up is is great, is appropriate. But there is a line I'm hearing. And I'm wondering, you know, it's like contingency theory. Like there's no perfect, it's like asking how long should an email be? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it depends, right? But I think if you put yourself in that person's shoes, 
Like how often would you want to be emailed? If something wasn't a perfect fit right then and you were getting a lot of emails, would it be helpful maybe every quarter? And if you heard from that person, would you want the same message? Or maybe they have something new, like, hey, I listened to your last episode. Oh, definitely really something lo- new. Right? Yeah. It okay. should always be something yeah. new and it should lead with value. Mm. That why are you contacting me? That's for me. You know, this is this is my experience, so take it with whatever grain of salt you can. But for me, I want to know in the first sentence why you're contacting me. Mm-hmm. Nothing frustrates me more than, I mean, that's a lie. Many more things frustrate me more. But <laughs> it's very frustrating when somebody, they connect with you on LinkedIn and they connect with a message that's mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to connect with like-minded individuals in my network. And Said chat GPT. <laughs> All right, and then you're just like, you just click accept because you're like, let's see. And yeah. then you look at your watch, like, how long's the pitch? How yep. long is it going to take, right? Yeah. And inevitably, the the pitch for something. Some, yes. They, they want to be on your show or they want to sell you something. Yes. And no, lead with that. Yeah. Because I don't mind. No, I I, I would rather you lead with that than I might kind want- of trick me. Yeah. Right. right. It reminds me of, do you remember a couple years ago when all of a sudden everyone you knew from high school was messaging you on Facebook and like asking how you were doing? And you were kind of like, this is so sweet. I haven't talked to this person forever. And they were like, have you heard about these essential oils and how they can change your kitchen? And you're yeah. like, I feel like such an idiot because when I responded to you and told you how I was doing and how my kids were like, I thought you cared. And now I feel so, if you had just said, Hey, I'm working with this new thing and and here's the benefits I found. I was wondering if you'd heard of it. I, I would have been more likely, honestly, yeah. to respond. Well, and you've yeah. generated bad will with me now. Yeah, because I feel dumb. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, this is something I learned a long time ago, is you are responsible for the way you make other people feel. Hmm. And you can choose to not feel responsible. That's your choice. And But I choose to feel responsible because I want the people around me to feel comfortable. You have some intentionality when you think about how you affect others. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing, yeah. And that goes in my personal relationships. I just, I want people to feel comfortable. Mm. And, but then when I'm doing sales and marketing, now I have a business interest in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very interested in the way that I make the people around me feel. Mm. And so I want to navigate that space with respect. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm not creating that bad yeah. feeling in them of, Hey, I just wanted to say hi and did that by my thing. <laughs> and cuz people don't like that and they're going to yeah. get that initial bad feeling for you and now it's going to be really hard to flip it's hard them. To come back Not impossible. Yeah. Uh, because people will forget you fast enough, but they're not going to probably want to buy your thing right now. Yeah. Now you got to start mm. back around, maybe see them at a conference or connect some different way. Yeah. Um, but the thing that you spent your time trying to do right now is probably not going to work mm-hmm. because you've been slightly deceptive. Mm. And you've generated this mistrust right out of the gate, which Mm -hmm. is terrible. So for me, just in the opening pitch, here's my thing. Here's why I think you like it. Yeah. Here's why I think it works for you. Perfect. Now I can choose in this moment whether I want to buy your thing or not. I appreciate your vision. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I heard that respect word again. I just want to call out. We've got a respect theme going on, which I really appreciate. When I'm thinking about what this email looks like, I have this nerdy background in communication, right? So I'm finding this fascinating. And I think this will be really helpful for folks. I feel like we're building a template almost. When I'm thinking about writing this message to you, if I want to get on one of the Law Pods podcasts and I think that you're my connection to the host, I might draft an email. Hey, Robert, here's a little bit about me. Um, Really love your show. What I want to ask is, right? That would be my draft. 
But then based on the feedback you just shared, I'm going to take that last paragraph and I'm going to cut it and put it at the top. That last paragraph that's like, I think I would be an awesome guest on your show because I can help listeners understand how to do X, Y, Z. And based on the episodes I've heard, I think your listeners would be really engaged with that. And then everything else. I would keep reading. Yes. Because I I mean, you might lose me because it might actually not be great, Mm. but that's not what's important. You can't change who you are or what Mm -hmm. your actual value is. And sometimes it's not a good fit. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. That's okay. But if you kept me reading, you're doing something right because you can't sell me if I don't keep reading. Mm -hmm. And now this might be the lawyer in me. I don't know if everybody's like that, but for me, lead with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing that we learn in legal writing is like, it's called you know, IRAC issue. Start oh. with the issue. Uh-huh. What are we talking about? Do not bury it. Yeah. Um, because we people have that in journalism. Just, don't bury the lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, judges will stop reading your brief if they can't figure out what you're talking about. Yeah. They say, oh, well, I guess it's not important. Yeah. And There's, just get to the point. Uh, I'm an army brat and there's a phrase, it's called the bluff statement, which is misleading because it's not a bluff, like a, a fake. It's bottom line up front. Yeah. Because it's like, if you have this tactical military information and it, it cracks me out because this is how my dad communicates. He'll like start with the biggest thing and then go with the details. Yeah. It's bottom line up front. So. Well, you know, you, you hear this all the time just when people are talking, they're like, get to it. Get to it. Especially <laughs> if it's something where it feels like it's stressful, like something's yeah. coming. You're like, stop with the suspense. Stop with the suspense. Um, I think the phrase I'm going to walk away with from this is going to be get to the dinosaurs. I read once that Steven Spielberg talked to a little kid about the first Jurassic Park. And the kid was like, I liked it, but it took forever to get to the dinosaurs. And if you watch the second Jurassic Park, it's like instant dinosaurs. (laughs) So we're encouraging folks like get to the dinosaurs. Um, Start off with the big bang message, the ask. Don't feel like you have to bury it. It's actually unkind. Sometimes we think it's kind to lead with these niceties and kind of lead people in. But the kinder thing, the more respectful thing to use your words is to like jump in with it. And we're busy. We don't even see that. Busy, Like, we don't see those things anymore. Mm -hmm. At one point, remember when you used to get email marketing and then it started coming with your name? Yeah. You're like, this person knows me. They know me. (laughs) And so that got our attention for a second. Mm -hmm. And now, like, of course they don't know you. Of course it's got an unsubscribe button at the bottom. Like, come on, get out of here. And it's just like that. We, our brains get to a point where we're busy and we're going to process information really quickly and skip the things that don't matter. And you have to remember that when you're crafting messages. In today's day and age, people have learned very quickly how to filter information because we have too much of it. And so if you don't want to be caught in the filter, you do have to put in this work. And what what was the phrase you said earlier? The spray? Oh, spray and pray. (laughs) Yeah, just like put it everywhere you can and So rather than that, we're encouraging folks to take time. It does require more time, but you're going to get more of a return if you are, are more specific. And and get to the dinosaurs. All right, this was amazing. It was everything I hoped it would be. I feel like I've learned so much from you about pitching and and your perspective on it. We have a couple questions that we're going to ask every guest. Oh, please. And one of them, I really like this one. It's about the effectiveness of podcasting as a tool. And I know you're somebody who's really in love with this podcast format and you've made a career out of it. I know you're really involved in the podcasting community. So I want to ask how you've seen a podcast episode change either your career or someone's career? Like how have you seen a podcast episode be the change for someone? Uh, I mean, so many, uh, I mean, I'll say, I mean, a podcast episode changed my life. Mm. When I was practicing law, I was hanging on by a thread, my mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't really understand it. It's one of those things you don't really realize how heavy the load is when you're used to carrying it. Mm -hmm. And, and then 
you know, I'd just gotten married and my wife comes in and says, just very matter-of-factly, um, if just how she says things, just this is facts. I want to have a baby. Okay. Uh, we'd just gotten married and we had been like, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Like mm-hmm. this future guy's problem, right? But it changed for her and she let you know. Yeah, which she yeah. was right. Uh-huh. We are not spring chickens. And I think she realized that right away. Uh-huh. And But then it became today guy's problem. And that was just that, that proverbial straw that just broke me. Mm. Like, no, I can't do this mm-hmm. in this current. Like, I, I couldn't see how that could be a thing that could happen for me. In the every, life you were in yeah, right then. Yeah. I was just. That must have been jarring because the reasons uh, you were thinking no had nothing to do with whether or not you wanted that for your oh, family and everything to do with the kind of life you had at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I was so stressed. I didn't have, I didn't have any money. Like I had not figured out how to make money w- with my law firm. And after a proper freak out, mostly unbeknownst to her, I think, I, I sat down and made a list. And at the top of the list was money. Uh, because without that, nothing really, you know, everything that came from that. And a few other things on it. And so I sat down and I read a book about money or I listened to a book. And that author also had a leadership book. And I was managing a law office with employees who would come in whenever they wanted. And I didn't know how to lead them. And it was uh-huh, a mess. Uh-huh. But that book said you should listen to our podcast. Mm. This is September 15th. I've never listened to a podcast before. September of 2015. A lot of people yeah. hadn't listened to a podcast I'd never before. listened. Yeah, like yeah. I had a buddy who listened. He was into computer science. And, you know, that's kind of how I saw them. It was like a very techie thing in my mind mm. at the time. And... I said, all right, I'll listen to this podcast. So, you know, I go in and I listen. And it's really not for me. They're kind of pitching a conference. And I'm already in the app. And I think it was probably suggested to me because mm-hmm. I'm in this leadership, you know, type of podcast. And it's this show called Awesome Office. And they're not publishing anymore. But the first guest was Tom Bilyeu, mm. founder of Quest Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And for me, there is before... And after that moment, and I can't overstate this enough, I'm sitting there and I'm just like spiraling. I don't know what to do. And I'm listening to this guy talk and he's talking about an experience very similar to the one that I was having Mm. of not knowing what he was going to do, not feeling good enough. And then taking these steps in his life and he focused on mindset. I'd never really, I don't, as far as I can remember, I don't remember the term, mm-hmm. really understanding it. And he's talking about the book mindset and how he shifted his mindset and what that means, how he sees the world different. And he really boiled it down. If you were to take his statement and boil it down, it's you can do anything you want in your life. And we hear that so much. It's trite advice. It means nothing. It's it's almost like that email jargon that you don't even read. It reminds me of like the fifth grade poster of like yeah. the cat on the mountain. It's Hang like everything there, is yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. Yeah. And you're like, Shh, yeah, sure. Right. But I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. And when I heard him relate his experience and I, I really did, I remember where I was and I thought, mm. I think I can be anything I want. Oh my gosh, I love this. And... And I dove face first, just like I read that book, Mindset, he talked about yeah, yeah. right away. Yeah. 
and four times since over the years. Oh, just like this I'm is reading the Carol it. Dweck. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Like my team is reading it right now. Wow. And every every Monday morning we have a meeting and we discuss a chapter. Wow. And the the impact it just it set me rolling. Mm. And I mean, I came home that day and was just like my poor wife because she is very calm uh-huh. and just very measured and a little suspicious <laughs> of of people. Like, Sudden bursts of yeah. life-changing. I listened to this one podcast and now everything is different. The Wizard of Oz and everything was gray and now I see color. Oh my God. She's kind of like, um, it's Tuesday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like that. It was like I had wow. these blinders on. And all of a sudden, somebody just like tilted them back. Uh And I went, I've been missing everything. And I came home and I was so excited. And I was telling her like all these things. And then every day it was like that. Every day I would listen to another podcast because he had this show called Inside Quest where he interviewed all of these amazing people about this kind of stuff. And then he has this book list, which you can still find. He still has the book list. And I listened to everything on it. Wow. And just, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know. I'd like to say, oh, I knew all this. I didn't know. But I, I knew I wanted more of whatever this was. Yeah. You know, the, and then I got into the idea of like what flow is. Mm-hmm. I, will, I, I can never say the author's name right, so I won't even try. But I was really experiencing really deeply for one of the first times in my life real flow mm. of just being in a thing that you are so fascinated with and so excited about that life is just... Yeah. You could and, do that thing almost forever. Time yeah. doesn't feel like it's passing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was so taken by the medium that within 30 days of listening to that episode, I owned a thousand dollars worth of podcast gear. Oh my gosh. And I you know, I had a little little Mackie mixer that could support two mics and a Zoom audio recorder. And I'm learning all the chords and what a TRS is and what a TRRS is and <laughs> You know, TS, and, and though if you put that one in there, it won't record, right? And it was, it was chaos, but I loved it. And all of this is coming from really this, this book that you read that mentioned we have a podcast. You listened. It wasn't for you, but another one was suggested, and then you listened to this one episode. And I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for telling us this story. I could see how you were getting choked up thinking about that moment. Like, it meant so much to you. It wow. meant so much to me, but it's also— it was the moment that set me on the path that lets me sit here. Yeah. And sitting here is the coolest thing in the world for me because I, I mean, what, it's 1030 in the morning. I would be in court right now. Wow. And my client would be like, you're working with the state. You don't care about me. <laughs> um, and, and then somebody else would be calling and they'd be angry. And then this little girl who's a victim, her parents would be sitting there and they would be staring daggers at me because I'm the bad guy in their movie today. And, Mm-mm. you know, just like this chaos of life. And instead I'm here telling stories mm-hmm. yeah. on a podcast. And this is my job. I'm here as part of my job. <laughs> and then I get to leave here and I get to go home and I get to record in, in another hour with these attorneys in different parts of the world that are telling these incredible stories about these cases that they're working on. And I'm building this business and I have all these employees and I love going to my desk. I love it. And my desk is amazing. Like I I get to nerd out. I've got this big desk. I've got all these things. I've got cameras and lights. I've gotten into lighting and it's just, it's this amazing little space to sit and just be the captain of my little ship. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy. 
And I did not know that was possible. Like, I didn't know you could do that. I thought work sucks. Mm. Of course it sucks. You go to work, you do the thing, you go to work, it sucks. And then you get the money and you go do the fun thing. And like, I love this. I would do this for significantly less money. (laughs) And don't tell my clients that. (laughs) But because you love it so much. Yes. Yeah. I love the whole, I love the process. You know, I, I, you cut me off whenever you want to, because I'm a chatterbox. But like, I have this, I have this vision board that I started years ago and it's got these, these goals on it. And I used to look at it every single day because these were the goals. This is the thing, you know, it was, some of it was family, some of it was personal, some of it was professional. And every day I would look at it and like, that's what I'm driving for. That's what I'm driving for. That's what I'm driving for. And I had some quotes on it and I rarely look at it anymore. Because it sounds like your life is your vision board now. It well, like it's, it a lot of that close. stuff is almost a foregone conclusion, but it's yeah. also, that's not what drives me really as much anymore. What drives me is I, I like the process now. Mm. I'm at a space where I enjoy the doing, and the doing is is that, because I some of those goals, I don't know if I'll ever achieve them or not, but... I finally it's less rest- about the outcomes yeah. for you because you're enjoying the process so much. And now. I've always I've heard people say you've got to enjoy the process, and and that I just I don't think that you can just decide to do that. It's more that you have to make these changes, believe something else is possible, and then you have this process that you enjoy yeah. because you've designed with intentionality this life that you like. Yeah, you find this process yeah. that you enjoy doing, and then you go, oh, this because it's the journey, you know, the journey, not the destination. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy the journey, getting to the destination is going to be brutal. And then once you get to that destination, it's hard to enjoy it because you're not in a good spot. Well, and that's the problem too, though, is the destinations are are frequently underwhelming because they're super exciting when you decide on them. And then you spend years working towards them and you change who you are as a person and you do all these things. And that destination becomes, you've done so many things that that destination is like, I remember my first check that I wrote myself and put on the board it's an insultingly low amount of money now <laughs> because I didn't understand how yeah. little money that actually is yeah. in the scheme of trying to yeah. um, have financial security, mm. but I needed it at the time. Yeah. And, and so that goal is not, not really a goal anymore. Mm-hmm. But, and even getting to it, you're like, oh, it's great to be here. It's good. I mean, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of gratitude for that, but we have places to go. We're still moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we can still be moving because we're embracing this process and not that. This is so beautiful. And I want to stop for a second and imagine what you just shared in the context of one of the first nuggets that you gave us was this idea that as somebody who cares so much about sales and marketing, you genuinely feel like the message that you have to share is worth sharing and could help someone. And thank goodness someone else felt that way when they started a podcast and shared the inside story about Quest Nutrition Right. And then you heard that. I mean, we have you as a living example of a podcast message that you have to share could change somebody's life. It happened for you. You listened to someone's podcast message and it changed your life. What if that message hadn't existed? And for some of our folks who are thinking about being a podcast guest, I mean, what if you don't do it and somebody misses out on this chance to get your message? There are big, cool things at stake here. And so having some intentionality as you think about what that message is, the benefit it could give listeners, how you're going to pitch it for folks so that they hear it and want it for their listeners. It all wraps together. And the story you shared is a beautiful example of when that works out. And when we bring that care for how we can impact others to our work, as we saw with your story, it can have really, really, really big ripple effects. Yeah. And nobody has your story. Yeah. You know, people frequently, I think, get 
you know, you hear it called imposter syndrome and things like that. Other people are doing this. Who am I? Nobody has your story. Mm-hmm. And every day you're writing it. So just, you, you know, we talk, I think we were talking this early. You just had to keep moving forward. You have to do yeah. the next right thing. Do the next, there's that on the <laughs> quote. I knew we would come back to it. All right. So if folks want to chat with you about Frozen 2 fandom, uh, law podcasts, or all other things, how do you want folks to get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out? Uh, LinkedIn's a great place. I, if you had told me 10 years ago, I'd spend most of my social media time on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd have thought you were crazy, <laughs> but, uh, LinkedIn's a good place. Please connect with me there. Uh, I like that, but you can also always email me Robert at lawpods.com. And then really you type law pods anywhere and you're going to find us. Mm, love it. That was very intentional. <laughs> I, I'm sure that that was not accidental. There was some work to, yeah. to getting to that. Had to, well, Robert, paid, paid I want to thank you so much for joining us. This was such a delight. Your love for podcasts is so clear, but you also gave us some actionable tips. I think anyone, even folks who have never done a podcast before could listen to this episode and get some ideas for how they can start putting themselves out there. I hope so. I mean, that's, yeah. that's always my goal is like, I mean, I started this the same way I told you they should start theirs where, how can I deliver value? And, um, I hope that it also recognize that I'm not here to pitch myself. I'm not here to tell you all of the things that I can do for you. That's not, that's not the point. The point is to give as much value if you never hear from me again. Mm. And that's what I want people to take away is that is your role as a podcast guest is to deliver value first. The rest of it will come. That's awesome. And I think we'll probably hear from you again. You're, You're pretty great. All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And we want to thank you for listening and watching this podcast. If this content was helpful to you, we have a couple ways that you can follow us. You can follow us on any podcast app, obviously, and on YouTube plus social media. So you can find us at Podcast Ally. And if you're looking to be a guest on more podcasts to grow your brands, like we talked about doing today, um, then go to podcastally.com for more information, tips, and other episodes. I'm Dr. Sarah Glova. I'd love for you to follow me on LinkedIn as well. So please look me up or you can visit sarahglova.com. And we'll see you again soon on the Podcast Ally podcast. Bye.